Hello, welcome to our podcast. Hi, it's Jen. Hi, it's Tim. And we're back from our nice little southern road trip down into Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and a little of the panhandle. panhandle. <laughs> oh, such a such a wonderful time, even though the, the weather was a little bit less than cooperative. Definitely. I think we a dragged little a little bit of the, the northern cold down with us. Yep, yep. Uh, sure. But we still were able to dip our toes in the Gulf of Mexico, which was absolutely wonderful. Um, we had a uh, a great time doing our podcasts from the road, enjoying uh, a little bit of a different scenery than what we normally do. Um, and you know, Jen and I had some great conversations discussing you know what we're going to do next. And there's you know <laughs> so many times we go back and forth with you know. What are we going to do? Where are we going to go from here? And usually changes five or six times yeah, before we solidify. Yeah, we have solidify. like 57 <laughs> on, the, on the shelf right now that we're working on on the side. Um, and one of the things that, you know, we, we've talked about so much um, over really, you know, almost going on a full year of podcasts is, you know, the, the conflicts that we have had in our relationship, you know, stemming from the, you know, the breakdown. And even prior to that, just, you know, humans are humans, people are people. There's always going to be conflict somewhere along the line, you know. So one of the things that after talking about the inner child healing and, and figuring out how to navigate through life with, with what we've been taught and what we have learned, you know, one of the next biggest things is that conflict resolution. Yeah. Um, and we figured that it's an important topic to go over. You know, um, we had a conversation earlier this morning talking about it and how, you know, so many people say, oh, I love the relationship that you and Tim have. And, you know, people say to me, oh, I love the relationship that you and Jen have. I want that. Um, and, and it's one of those things that it, it every single relationship comes with its own different type of work. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the biggest things is is how to handle and manage a conflict because we have had plenty of disagreements and yeah. discussions. And I don't think there's one relationship, not a healthy, real, genuine relationship yeah. that could say that there is no conflict or no conflict that comes up. And I don't think that it's realistic to think that any relationship, any healthy relationship is going to lack conflict. Yeah. You know, um, I think the the key to a healthy relationship is how you get through conflict. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. how you deal with conflict. I think that's a big, big, huge part of it. Um, because I don't really think it's realistic to think that a relationship is going to have no conflict. I mean, life itself is a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> so true. We have conflict so with our own self, right? Yeah. So part yeah. of part of living and part of being human is getting through conflict. There's going to be constantly things coming at us um, on an everyday basis in life. And that's going to create conflict for us. You and I were talking, I don't know, I think it was yesterday or past couple of days about inner conflict and we were yeah, laughing how this yeah. inner conflict had turned to the outer conflict sure, right? sure. so the inner conflict was how we were going to deal with the outer conflict dealing with somebody else <laughs> right with the situation that came up and we laughed and laughed <laughs> yeah and it's it's true you know like you're sitting here thinking about and how many times you know you're by yourself there's nobody else around and you're like 
I got to make this phone call to somebody and talk about a hard topic, you know, that they've said something or done something that's upset me. And you have a battle inside and you're arguing with yourself onto how to manage through and handle that. And now it's like that inner conflict dealing with an outer conflict and which came first. Yeah, so actually as, you know, we were, you know, discussing this, I was thinking so part of the ability to deal with outer conflict is like a direct relation to how we deal with our inner conflict. Would you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree. I think that's a great point. It's like looking back on my life and, you know, the issues that I've had, um, I was horrible at dealing with conflict. You know, it was very black or white. It was very all or nothing. Um, and that's exactly how I taught my children, (laughs) you know, unfortunately because of generational trauma and how it goes, it was completely not on purpose because of course, if I had known then at 16, what I know now at almost 50, you know, my mothering would have been completely different and my children would have learned completely different. And now of course it's up to them, you know, on their own journeys, um, to, to learn it themselves, to reparent, to, you know, um, to figure it out in their own way. But um, conflict, you know, and conflict resolution is definitely taught to us by our parents. So I think as these little, little people, when our brains are developing, you know, in the beginning, we're looking up and we're looking at these two or more. Sometimes we don't always have the mother, father, you know, sometimes we have less, sometimes we have one parent. Um, Or sometimes like in my case, you know, for years I lived with, you know, my, my grandmother and, and her yeah. family, uh, my grandmother, my grandfather, and her, you know, younger children that were, you know, not that much older than me. So um, sometimes you have mixed families, like where in your case, you had an older brother and sister that were, you know, like a half generation yeah. older than you. Um, so, you know, you're kind of being raised by them. Like, yeah. you know, your older yeah. brother was 18 and you were 10. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and you guys are very close. So you are now learning some of your skills as a young man by, you know, your older siblings. So. There's a ton so of different true. dynamics, but as these little people that we are, we're looking around and we're learning how to deal with conflict. So yeah. going back to the last podcast about the inner the inner child healing, you know, I think it has a lot to do with that. So at some point you get to a place where you say, I feel like I've done a good job and I do deal with conflict good or <laughs> Yeah, oh boy, I need in help. your awakening, in your yeah. you know, in your uh, days of, you know, consciousness and deciding that you're gonna do work on yourself. Some of us do that, some of us decide that that's our path, you know, which is what you and I have decided. Yeah. You know, and then we you know, we have to take the truth. The truth is we have to look in the mirror and we have to be truthful and we have to swallow that pill, uh, right? So so cool. So the key. truth is is that there's parts of us that are not you know, where we want to be. Yeah. You know, we don't, we take ownership for the fact that we don't do a good job in certain areas. So this conflict resolution area is a, is definitely a big one and it definitely traces back to what we've seen as yeah. little children. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more with that. You know, you, you take a look at, you know, you're growing up and there's so many people that are out there that, that impact you, you know, parents, older siblings, aunts, uncles, teachers, um, idols, you know, people that are Absolutely. on, on TV. Absolutely, that's a really good point. You know, yeah, you and I were kind of raised <clears throat> by watching a lot of TV. Yeah. And we've yeah. talked about this before, how much the shows that were on when we were kids 
impacted yeah. us and, yeah. and played a heavy role in, yeah. in guiding and then, you us. Know, in the now direction. you take a look at all the reality TV shows, mm-hmm. and you know you throw them out there: the reality Housewives and the reality this, and the you know, and how conflict gets handled in a lot of these situations. Such a good point. So Such you a good point. step back and look at it, it's like, oh man, I want to be like that person. And the next thing you know, you're handling conflict like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just it's that tough aspect of really it's that being true to yourself. Yeah. You know, I grew up in an environment where there was, you know, in the early ages, there was very, very minimal resolution to any conflict. Usually uh, a situation would take place and depending on the severity, it would never be spoken about again. It would never be talked about. Nobody would would work through it. And, you know, in turn, resentments would build up. So now it goes from an external conflict to an internal conflict on how you're dealing with yourself. Because, you know, here's a situation that you want to get some type of resolution. And, you know, like we were talking earlier, sometimes the resolution isn't a, a, a complete answer as to say, yes, you were, you were right. I was wrong. That's it. And we're going to make it better. Sometimes the resolution is just the fact of your ver- voice being heard, yeah. the other person's voice being heard, and the both, both of you is coming together and saying, yeah, and okay, we agree to disagree, but yeah. at least we both got our feelings out and we validate yeah. each other's feelings. You know, I have to say with our, our, you know, just bringing you back to us and our relationship, um, and I absolutely agree with you, everything you said. I don't even know that we go to the place of I agree to disagree mm. at most times, right? When we yeah. resolve, it's like, I always equally respect your perspective, yeah. you know? Like, I feel that way, you know? And I always yeah. feel that you respect and validate Absolutely. mine. I really feel like a lot of times in conflict, there's more than, say, one right. There's two yeah, rights. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Your way is right and my way is right. You know, even though we might see it a little different, even though we might process it a little different, you know what it is? It's sometimes what's best for me isn't what's best for you. Yeah. We've talked about yeah. this this morning 100%. at breakfast, right? And we both understand and respect that. So yeah. part of the relationship is just sitting on the same side. Yeah. And just saying, well, yeah. Yeah, this time, you know, we might lean a little bit towards your side or this time we might lean a little bit towards my side. But no matter what we are on the spectrum, no matter where we sit in it, even if you just do you and I just do me, I think it's just that mutual respect and understanding. Yeah, you know? I think that's really, really important. That's a very key point. And I, I'm glad you, you brought that up because, you know, you take a look. You know, you're 5'2", I'm 5'10". You're a feminine, I'm masculine. We're yeah. going to see things. You know, we'll take it back to our our trip and we were birding. And you're you're saying, Tim, look at the bird up over there. And I'm trying to find it, trying to find it. I got to take a half a step to my left and bend down a little bit. Oh, there it is. Yeah. But I didn't see it. Yeah. You're pointing it out and yeah. it's clear it's as right day there. to you. Right you there. see it like this Even brilliant- with explanation, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that's such a great point. Because that's like something physical that you can put into what exactly is the emotional part that's not seen in that sense, but it's exactly the same way because of the processing I do Mm -hmm. because of because of what I have seen my unique perspective, you know, everything that I've seen felt and heard in my life. And our attachment styles, we've yeah. talked about that. That plays a big role because I'm an anxious, unorganized attachment yeah, yeah, or an I'm avoidant, a- you know, unorganized. Yeah. And, you know, so all the different ways, all the different things, 
you're going to see things different. You're going to process it different. And even though you had to bend down and move a little bit, right, you were able to see it from my perspective. But it was still my perspective that yeah. you were looking at it from. Yeah. So at that yeah. point, once yeah. you saw it, you could change over to your own perspective, stand up tall, not have to hunch down, you know, be and, and get into an angle where you're seeing it yeah. comfortably from your view. And I think that's a perfect example of what you can do with you know, and it, you Like you had said about your life and your growing up gave you a specific perspective when you're looking at things. You know, we grew up, of course, in totally different households. But I have, you know, in my household growing up, I had two older brothers and one older sister. We all saw things differently. We yeah. looked at things from a different yeah. perspective because of how, you know, life managed. So this is where it comes in to be very important to realize even though you were brought up by the same parents in the same area, you know, you are going to have different viewpoints. Oh, man, I'll even take it a step further. There's times that I have conflict with myself on different viewpoints. <laughs> so here I am, my own being, and, I, and yeah. I'm conflicted with how I look and see things yeah. as to how I want to proceed and, and manage through. Now throw somebody else's conflicted perspective in yeah. there and then try to get on the same page. Yeah. So I think, you know, with the with the relationship aspect, you know, there is this, there is this aspect of, you know, conflict resolution that's extremely important you know number one we need to be true to ourselves we need to feel our own feelings and feel confident in ourselves um, and I think that's where the the fact of being truthful to our feelings um, and I think if we do that on a regular basis the the chances of us Going into the defensive, going into the blaming, going into the excuses or the rationalizing our actions is going to be diminished because we can quickly say, no, that's just not right. And that's not an appropriate way to handle the situation. I know, you know, going back to, you know, when I had the breakdown and uh, my nervous system was so dysregulated, things inside of me that I thought were right. And, you know, you look back now, it's like, oh, my God, how could I even possibly think that that was appropriate? Or, you know, how, where was the thought process in that? I was so far dysregulated. Yeah. Even when I was, so to speak, somewhat regulated, I couldn't bring it around to think appropriately or, or in the right pathway. Totally overtaxed. Yeah. There was no yeah. Room. There was no room left. No. No, and, and that's that where that truthfulness comes in, you know, yeah. kind of like we were talking about, you know, being there, that emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. knowing where you stand and where you're at as to what you're thinking about each individual situation. You know, we, we overtax our nervous system, we overtax our mind. And the next thing you know, in comes those defense mechanisms, in comes the coping skills that are survival techniques rather than thriving techniques. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it makes for an ugly situation. Um, you know, I go back to one of the, the first times that you and I had a little bit of a situation and I had said to you, you know, Jen, it's okay. We don't have to argue. Yeah. We don't have to fight it out. Because I said, do you want to fight it out? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. We don't have to fight it out. And I was, I think you stopped me in my tracks. I really remember like really being like, 
like maybe not breathing for a second like what the oh, heck is he talking about we don't have to fight it out we could just talk like, what is talking <laughs> what? how is that what? gonna solve anything but you I know was all huffy puffy and then all of a sudden i was like oh kind of took my breath away <laughs> yeah. but we were able to talk and and this was something different for me because i hated the arguing yeah. because arguing never accomplished anything yeah but in my environment, and this is where at that specific moment, you learn something from me. But yeah. very shortly after that, I learned something from you. Where talking was actually talking about the situation at hand. <laughs> Not just changing the subject and yeah. avoiding the yeah. conflict, yeah. but actually talking about what took place yeah. and really getting each other's emotions and feelings out. Yeah. Yeah. And that was very new to me. Yeah. I was so used to, so to speak, not arguing because I didn't like... Being passive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I wanted resolution. Yeah. And you were like, what the heck do you mean? What is, re- what is what resolution? What are you talking about? <laughs> Can you give me the definition of resolution? <laughs> well, we both had our different strengths. So you yeah. had the ability to be calm, which I was used to the exact opposite. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. used to, you know just hostile and volatile all the time so my nervous system was always on the defense always waiting for the next shooter drop always waiting for the next drunken you know craze um so when you came around and you were so calm yeah and passive i was like hmm but where my part came in was i was i was wanting to talk i was wanting to work it out right you know and um, pushed you a little bit in that section. <laughs> yeah, which was which was great because that's something that I needed to do so that yeah. I could work out that inner conflict inside of myself. Yeah, you know because that's one thing that I always wanted was to have you know some type of resolution, but I didn't have any skills to be able to get to that point because it was never taught to me. Yeah. So now here you know here we go. We don't need to argue, but we also don't need to avoid the situation, yeah. and we definitely don't need to be I passive. Think of- funniest thing and i just this just makes me laugh so hard when i think about those first beginning few years when we were learning each other is is mm. how i developed this skill of calling myself out constantly <laughs> to you yeah. do you remember that time as i was always i was always calling myself out because you were so passive and you would never yeah. call me out on my stuff yeah. so eventually when i would call you out on your stuff and you'd be like okay yeah, yeah. okay and then I would be like, okay, but this is my stuff. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I'd be calling your, you out and I'd be calling me out and you yeah. would just be kind of sitting there witnessing the whole thing and yeah. I was doing both sides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were conflict resoluting between both of you. And it was like, what's going on here? But it, it is. It, and it's so funny how, you know, it's like in, in my head, not having that resolution, not having that thought process of it, where you needed to have that resolution. I did. I felt like the the need for resolution for me was important to feel safe. Yeah. You know, like I need. Yeah. And I don't know if it started there. I don't know if it started back then at the point that I was so used to chaos that I was you know, making sure that there was some type of, of chaos going on. I'm not really sure. I can't say. Um, I don't remember feeling like I wanted the chaos. I remember feeling like I really loved the peace, but I definitely liked the communication and the talking and I was feeling good in the resolution. Yeah. Where I, I just didn't like feeling like I didn't know where I stood or that there wasn't an end to, 
or resolve. I think yeah. that was the word I used most I, if I think yeah. back. I really want resolution. I really want resolve. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think like where a like lot that. of that comes in is is it goes back to connection. Yeah. You know, where when there's resolution, you know, there is a a common bond between yeah. two people. And you know, this is oh, such another great point that you're bringing up that I was thinking about this morning. Um, you know, I think in conflicts and you know, you and I are about 10 years into our relationship, yeah. so um, you know, we work really, really hard at the relationship. We make it a huge priority and we're both always willing to do the work. Um, you know, even when we have conflict now, we don't disconnect. Yeah. Like the ability yeah. to stay connected in conflict, I feel like is a superpower. Oh yeah. You know, it's, oh, it's really super hard to do. I'm not saying it's an easy thing, but I definitely feel like for me in our relationship, it has gotten easier because we work so hard at it, because we do such a good yes. job, because we're not not afraid of having the hard conversations. Um, we can have these hard conversations and still stay regulated. We can have these hard conversations now and still stay connected, you know, and now yeah. like to that point where we can have these, you know, hard conversations about conflict where there's a conflict going on between us and our relationship. And I'm still able to stay connected. And I think yeah. that's like a really important part. Oh, 100%. Because, you know, you, you take a look. So, you know, we'll go to several of the people that, that you know, I've known, whether it be outside of work or inside of work, you know, but, you know, majority of them, you know, male. And, you know, they speak about, you know, their ex spouses or their ex-girlfriends or whatever and there is so much you know negativity that's flowing around and this one said this and this one did that and I think back and it's like okay you know you're talking about two three four exes ago whether it be girlfriends or you know spouses or whatever and I'm thinking to myself it's like that conflict is still there yeah you know and it's like maybe Maybe, maybe turn it's around and not look the other the person <laughs> and maybe the conflict is within. Yeah. And if you resolve the conflict, because there's a lot of people that I do talk to that have respectable relationships with their exes yeah. and they have good conversation and yeah. you want to know what the kids see this. Yeah. So they're growing up in an environment where they see, even though their parents fought, yeah. did not get along very well. But it just is a symbol enough to say, well, maybe we just grew apart from each other. Yeah. Or maybe we just have differences that are a little bit too much to be intimately connected. Yep. But in the breadth of humanity, yeah. they still have an ability to have a good relationship. I have so much respect for those relationships. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm sure on a very personal level, it's because my ex refuses to have a relationship with me, you know, um, yeah. and I, when we share children. Um, and that really bothers me. Like, it's yeah. one of, like, the worst things in my life, I can honestly say. But I have so much respect for the people that I know, the people that I see that have such good and loving relationships when they have children. Yeah. You know, our our therapist, yeah. you know, that yeah. we were with for a long time. You know, being divorced but having children and having such a close relationship 
in the fact of for the children, not yeah. like best friends or anything yeah. like that, but like share holidays together. And, you know, I think this is such a wonderful gift to give yeah. to the children. Yeah. You know, once again, like if I could do it all over again, you know, it would be to, you know, have the type of relationship where there was a mutual respect. Yeah. You know, honestly, yeah. I'm just going to be honest, going back to, you know, I was with my ex-husband since I was 19 years old and I could have said at 19, that if I would have left him, there wouldn't have been a relationship content. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I could yeah. have said that at 19 years old. Yeah. So, you know, knowing now, of course, you know, that that would have, that was such a red flag, yeah. you know, that <clears throat> this is something to tell the younger generation, you know, when you're going into a relationship, these are really things that you need for your future don't just think oh just have the baby you know just get married oh we'll we'll grow together we'll work it out you know you gotta really know if that person is willing to respect you whether you're with them or not yeah. Whether you're with them or not. Yeah, you know, it goes back to, you know, the first question shouldn't be, what is your sign necessarily? It should be, are you willing to do the are work? Are you willing to do the work? You know, because it's that conflict inside of self that really needs to be at a healthy place for each individual so that a external relationship can grow and and you you know that okay i've worked on myself and you know of course we're always going to be growing and always you know going to be changing and and things are going to you know arise that are going to cause us to have conflict of self but if we know how to handle that by ourselves and our own individuality that is only going to be beneficial to the relationship to the this collective is such a huge point such a huge point so um we were discussing this earlier too a little bit about how, you know, Tim and I do have such a close relationship and it really is a dream team. Yeah. It really is. And yeah. people say to us sometimes, you know, you guys are so lucky. And I always think, uh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's luck. Yeah. You know, I mean, that kind of downplays <clears throat> all the work we do. Um, of course, I feel blessed. There's no doubt about yeah. it that I found somebody, you know, that was willing to do the work with me from the very beginning. This has been something that our relationship has been based on um, from day one, from before we got married. Um, and we've made it a huge, you know, part of our relationship. But that is why we have yeah. such a good relationship. It's not yeah. because we came from a place that we knew how to do it. No, you know, we were no. both willing to say to each other, man, yeah. like the first week we were dating, yeah. <laughs> we do not know how to do this. <laughs> and I think, you know, we're going to have to learn it together. We both made it a priority yeah. to find a path to healthy relationship, admitting that neither one of us knew how to do it. I mean, yeah. that's how I remember oh, it. Do you remember it one, any different? No, <laughs> I don't remember it any different than that. I think, it, you know, it was right out of the gate, the hard conversations, yeah. you know, because we had we had different lives, mm-hmm. you know. Our lives individually or, you know, prior to us getting together was just drastically different, yeah. you know. And we, we sat down and we had the hard conversations in the parking lot, um, we had a conversation on, you know, the couch in the living room. We had the couch in the backyard. Uh, the conversation in the, ba- the couch in the backyard. <laughs> the couch in the the backyard. Convers- Wait, where was that? I yeah, wasn't there. Yeah, no. The conversation <laughs> in the backyard. And all of them were wrapped around the fact of, okay, we want to have a relationship together. 
But what are we willing to do to be in that relationship? It wasn't going to be status quo. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because we both kind of agreed to a few things. And I think the biggest thing was that we both wanted peace. Yeah. We both came from such horrendous long-term marriages that were just a burning flame. Yeah. And we we knew we didn't want that. So those relationships taught us that we didn't want that. Yeah. We didn't like that. Neither one of us liked to be around it. We didn't want the fighting. And so we committed to each other to find a way. Yeah, you know, to, to you have know, even, a relationship even so was... far as me in the beginning, you know, about saying about the emotions, you yeah. know, that I'm not good with them, that I don't. But even with that being said, I still wanted that depthfulness. I wanted to work to be able to be in a place where the emotions were comfortable for me yeah. because I saw in you the you know the 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 over you know feeling of emotions yeah. and how beautiful the highs were or the brightness or the colors and the hues of life mm-hmm. you know yeah. where i you know i was like ah you want to what i'm going to be a little bit numb because i don't yeah. want to feel the sadness or the depression yeah. or this but in turn the good wasn't as beautiful because it's not like you can just say, I'm going to hold on this emotion and tune. It's not like an equalizer where you can boost these and lower these. And it's one uh, allowing the impact of emotions is a full gamut. You get all the spectrum, not just one of the colors. And I think that's so important. That's a good point, Tim. It's so important to feel that and to see that because I'll tell you, you know, from, when we first got together mm-hmm. to now and uh, you know we said it a few times not that the breakdown felt good or but i will tell you i would go through it again and again i would do it again if i was able to feel the emotions that i feel now yeah. because of yeah. you know it, i really feel and we, we talked about you it know, has its place it the, has its purpose the conflicts yeah. that i had inside of me were i was passive yeah. so i didn't really want to have any conflict yeah. you know i was non-confrontational yeah However, I got walked on. I wasn't able to express myself. Yeah. I wasn't able to really put myself out there. Yeah. But by going through and really like breaking that shell off, now it's like, okay, listen, confrontation doesn't have to be confrontational. There it you can go. be a, a conversation, yes. not avoidant, not anxious, yes. not confrontational or argumentative. Yes. But to be able to get my voice out there, be heard, speak my peace, but in the same exact breath, listen to the voice that's coming back at me yeah. and what the other person has to say. Yeah. And I think that was, you know, so beneficial with our relationship. And once again, the other thing that came along with that there was the support. Yeah. You know, getting the support from you gave me the ability to work on conflict better. And be able to put energy where it needed to be. Yeah. And it felt so amazing. So I'm going to put you on the spot in a second. Okay. 
All right, so, but I'm going to give you a little warning. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so I was thinking that I wanted to add some things that I thought were, like, really important in the conflict resolution, like some some key things, you know, that, like, we could give. So I'm going to ask you that in a minute. So I'm okay. just giving you, like, a heads up. So what, what you think is important. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the biggest things that I feel that was very helpful for us in, like, the major conflicts that had come up in the past couple of years um, you know, being with you, having the breakdown and really not being available yeah. for yourself yeah. or for me Absolutely, at all yeah. Yeah. and definitely not for the relationship for a while. I mean, in the fact of the emotional relationship, yeah. Yeah. of course you were still completely present as a provider and all that. Um, but one of the most important things that I feel like I learned, cause of course, as soon as everything happened, it was like me being a researcher, like headfirst into how can I make this better? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. 577 things to, you know, to work on and to, to look at every perspective and what can I do? What can I do? Um, so one of the biggest things that came for me that I feel that I had tried and worked was when we would get into conflict over things, um, whether the window, whether your window of tolerance was small or large, including me, sometimes my window of tolerance was smaller because of like how much I had been going through at that moment or that, that time was to really stay in a place where you and I were on the same team. Mm. So I don't know how much, you know, like if you remember when about that came up, but so many times if we were discussing things where I would say, it is not me versus you. Yeah. It is us versus yeah. the issue. So whatever it was that yeah. came up. And then so that I felt like was one of the most important things. And I'll never steer from that now, mm-hmm. you know, never, ever steer from it. I think that is something that I use now universally in my life with yeah. everybody that I come in contact with, with any conflict, you know, um, I always try to think that what is the issue and let's get through it to get, yeah. you know, to yeah. the resolve because it doesn't have to be all or nothing it yeah, doesn't have to be all yeah. my wants and yeah. the other person is right or wrong like it can be something totally different so that was the the one the you know the biggest thing and then the second thing i was thinking about was a lot of times i would use the reference like let's find a common ground to start right yeah, so yeah. let's form a foundation and the one thing in all the years that we've been together, Tim, and all the years that we've been together and how many times this has come up, really mostly in just the past couple of years since we've been dealing more with some conflict, was, you know, do you think that I would ever purposely hurt you, right? And you yeah. said no. Yeah. And then I would say, well, I don't think that you would ever purposely hurt me either. And like there was certain things that we would never, ever stray from, right? Yeah. yeah. So then that is giving two people that are in conflict a common ground to sit in and to stay. So when you have that, when you have that type of foundation, and of course the other major foundation is that you and I have always wanted to be together. Yes. No matter what, there's never been a time that we've ever strayed from the fact that we love this relationship and we want to be together. So if you can find some type of ground, some type of foundation, um, you know, and this is of course in a more personal, um, relationship you know it's much easier to deal with conflict after that after funding a common ground after you know saying let's let's sit on the same ledge i know i use yeah my own lingo that you know very well my lingo would be um i use the path system in my mind when i'm talking about things and i so this ledge or this rock that we would sit on together i know i would use the ledge but 
let's both sit on the ledge together. Let's hold hands yeah. and then deal with the conflict. So those are the things that I feel that stand out to me that were really helpful. So now I'm putting you on the spot. What do you think? Yeah, oh, I, well, I have to agree with those um, because that is, you know, even through the breakdown, um, when I wasn't regulated, I wasn't in that place and it, and it proved to be very detrimental to, you know, any resolution whatsoever because the mind just kept playing games with each other. Um, I think, you know, the, the other aspect is, is truth. I think truth is extremely important. Um, being true to yourself, your own feelings, um, which really revolves around self-esteem and self-worth. Um, because a lot of times, and, you know, as I've discussed and we've talked about, about the people pleasing and mm -hmm. about, you know, begging for acceptance, yeah. you know, where you have a tendency of changing your feelings or your thought processes. If everybody's on the same exact page with that, we want to be of benefit and we want to, you know, we want to be together. We need to next feel, we want to be together in our authentic self. So what I'm hearing you say is vulnerability. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, that would definitely be in a conflict resolution or a conflict environment. Being yourself, being authentic is absolutely vulnerable yeah. and it's imperative. Yeah, I absolutely Because agree. You, as soon as you throw vulnerability out the window, conceit, yeah. ego, yeah. defensiveness, yeah. posturing, these are all things that come up. Yeah. And now it's no longer searching for resolution. Yeah. It's searching to be right. Oh, you are so wise, my lovely husband. Oh, thank you, baby. I appreciate that. That's <laughs> I because, love being your that's partner. That's because of everything that you had sent to me and I get a chance to read, which is absolutely <laughs> perfect. But it's, it's, it's wonderful. And, I, and these are the things that I love, you know, being able to work as a team. Yeah. And I think it is, it is great. Um, you know, we, we joke around about it, but, you know, we both have our own um, uh, things that we are very strong in. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I love when we look at each other and we talk about something, putting me on the spot, asking me a question. That's not looking to put me into an awkward position or make me feel strange. That's to build the confidence to figure out who I am and what I'm about. Yeah. And it's the same thing that when I talk to you about what you have going on and what you're feeling, you know, just the other day, you had asked me a question about what I thought about you. And I, you know, gave you what I felt about, you know, the situation that was at hand. And you're like, Oh my God. And it's like you, you know, you agreed. And this is the part of you and I having each other's backs. Yeah. So it, it's. Yeah, because I want the truth when I ask that yeah, question. Yeah, right? well, 100%. You to absolutely. No. Like, yeah. you, want, yeah. you want me to give the best of the authentic self of what I see of you. And that's not only me being vulnerable with my explanation to you, but that's you being vulnerable looking for that. Absolutely. And I think it Absolutely. is so important that raw, authentic self. Yeah. It's so important to really show up with who you are and what you're about. Not people pleasing, not being, you know, defensive or posturing. Yeah, and this is this is so great. This is so great. Oh my gosh, I know Brené Brown would be very proud of this. <laughs> um because you wouldn't think about the word vulnerability immediately when you think about conflict, no, would you? No, no, of course not. Or even conflict resolution, but 
honestly, yeah. it is absolutely vital and absolutely necessary. You know, and I'll, I'll take it to that next, you know, to that next stage, you know, where, you know, it's that, that part of feeling vulnerable. The, you know, and I'll, I'll just say it as a masculine, the, the very next word that still I got to struggle with that comes to my mind is weak. Yeah. It is the yeah. complete opposite yeah. of that. By being vulnerable, by being open, you're not being weak. That's being showing courageous. your strength. Absolutely. That's the, the, you know, the courageousness that you have to offer because you're throwing out your raw self out there, yeah. who you really and are. And what better gift could you give to the world than your Absolutely. self? And you want to talk about you know, a gift. What is the best gift that you can give to your intimate partner, mm-hmm. to your spouse, mm-hmm. to your you know, the person. Huge, so this goes back to huge, you're huge. so lucky to be together. Mm, no. no. <laughs> we're raw, we're authentic, we're vulnerable. Yes. And because of that. And we're willing that, to do the work. Yeah. And because of that, we have a dream partnership. Uh-huh. We're going to take a quick break here, but we'll be right back. All right. And I think, you know, it's one one part of of a intimate relationship is is bearing our soul and being that vulnerable aspect. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's many different types of of conflict, different types of people that we're you know dealing with. You know, like we're having a lot of work done around the house and, you know, some people are friends of ours and some people are just outside contractors that are coming in and doing the work. Um, we're not going to sit down and, and bear our souls yeah. to these people as being yeah. completely vulnerable. is not always called yeah. upon in conflict. Those are with your closer Yeah, so it's like when you have a situation, you know, like we talked about the purple circle and where the people that are in your inner circle, your core. those are the, your core, those are the ones that you're going to be vulnerable with, that you're going to yeah. be open with, you know, immediate family, siblings, um, you know, your children, you know, parents or whatever the case close is. Close friends. Close friends. But mm-hmm. when that starts to expand further and further out, you know, we do have to come to the realization that this is an extremely cutthroat and rough world. Yeah. And that, you know, we do need to really keep an eye on the vulnerability to protect ourselves, but we don't need to get um, derogatory or nasty or, you know, insolent just to just be nasty to people yeah well i think a big uh a big thing that came up as i was listening to you um was that we can only meet people where they're at right so i was thinking about vulnerability and how we can be vulnerable you know like say with a neighbor or even with a stranger we don't have to bear our soul but we could still be show up as our authentic self you know with vulnerability of where we are at but the thing is, sometimes we meet people that cannot meet yeah. the depths of yeah. where we're at. Some people are just in a conflict with themselves. They have no idea how to get out yeah. of it. They don't know how to ner- regulate their nervous system. Mm. They cannot. Some people, and I've been doing a lot of research on this lately, <laughs> some people cannot handle conflict they just can't handle conflict now listen this isn't a big surprise to me because this is coming from somebody who really had no idea how to resolve conflict in my life you know um being very black or white because i was so emotionally stunted and i had so much uh trauma in my childhood so um so conflict was you know was met with hostility you know, and it really, so the people yeah. that I had conflict with, they could only meet me where I was at, right? If yeah. I wasn't really willing. Um, 
So I always think, you know, if we're trying to resolve conflict with somebody and we're being completely stonewalled, there's mm. nothing. There's absolutely nothing. That person is saying a lot about where they're at. Yeah. They cannot handle conflict. Yeah. yeah. Because conflict resolution requires communication. Yeah. If you have an inability to communicate, an inability, then you have an inability to resolve yeah. conflicts. Yeah. You know, and there's going to be times that we're going to meet with people that are like this, whether it be a neighbor, whether it be a family member, you know, um, a friend. This happens all the time. Yeah. You know? So we just have to remember that and have to just give compassion in those areas. Oh, man. And it was so, I was just about to say that. And it is so important that we do need to give compassion because we, we need to have understanding and recognition of where other people are in their lives. You yeah. know, you, you take a look at somebody walking down the street and they're like, wow, they walk like they're, you know, having, you know, like they're angry at the world. Well, I mean, they could have had a bad situation at home. They could have gotten into a fight or, you know, their mother could be dying in a hospital, whatever, you know, a multitude of different things. We need to have an understanding, you know, that people go through. It's not all just about us. It has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Really. It has nothing to do with their us Their feelings, all. their emotions have nothing to do with us. So, you know, a multitude of things. We don't need to feed into it. Mm -hmm. We don't need to make an argument into a battle. Mm -hmm. um, and we, you know, we have to come to the realization that sometimes you just need to leave, you know, leave it where it is so that we don't, because who's it aggravating? I was Ourselves. Just, I was just thinking, so a lot of this has to do with emotional intelligence, yeah, right? Yeah, Which we spoke absolutely. about on the last podcast. So knowing the difference, yeah, knowing the difference of when somebody can handle conflict healthily and can't. Yeah. And then just knowing that if the other person cannot handle it, then you can just back away. It doesn't mean yeah. you lose. Yeah. You know, you're still winning yeah. if you don't yeah. have any like negativity. Yes. There's no yeah. arguing. There's no name calling. There's no devaluing, dehumanizing. Yes. I think oh, this, huge, <laughs> this huge. was a big thing on Brene Brown's last podcast yeah. that Tim and I both listened to and got so much out of, you know. Um, and she, she's so good. If you guys want to give her, she's a great uh, podcast, Brittany Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us. She's right here on Spotify as well. Um, but she talks about, you know, her, her real passion for um, what she believes to be the dehumanization of the, um, you know, the people that are marginalized yeah. and, you know, racism and different things that, you know, she feels very passionate about. And, and she was, she's, 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 she knows how to be vulnerable. I mean, she's yeah. the queen of vulnerability yeah. and she does it with such grace. And she's, just, I just admire and respect her so much. Um, and she, you know, she was talking about how she was realizing that within this past couple of years and with the Black Lives Matter movement and with, you know, with all the progression and the progressive movement of moving forward, she felt herself going to the side of the dehumanizing, say, the people that she was, say, conflicted with, right? And how that literally does nothing. Yeah. It does nothing. It just yeah. adds more flame to the fire yeah. and it was such a great podcast because this is something that I had felt you know for a while you know I mean we this past bunch of years has definitely been interesting the most interesting in my life I'd say on a social level globally 
Um, and in this country, of course, I mean, we live in the United States, you know, now actually we know that we're listened to in 20 countries. Yeah. How cool so, is that? <laughs> so oh, I cool. can't just assume that the people that are listening are in the United States, 20 different countries when we got our uh, Spotify rap. So that was really exciting to hear. So thank you so much to all 20 countries of people that are listening to us. But, um, <laughs> so in this country, but I'm sure and somewhat around the world, we've been going through some, some crazy stuff, definitely with COVID affecting us yeah, all, yeah. you know, globally. Um, but we've had a very interesting political, you know, thing going on in our in our country where we had a um, somebody who ran and won. You know, first of all, we had our first woman, you know, uh, president running and, yeah. you know, not winning. And then um, a, like a non-politician and not, you know, a non-politician um, who won and then, you know, created some type of great divide in this country. Yeah. Not that we haven't been divided. I mean, we've yeah. been divided, but it was a very, it is still continuing to be a very interesting time here in the United States where I think it's yeah. really brought out a lot of feeling to that's been here, but it's been brought to the surface, so yeah. to say. Would you agree? Uh, I mean, yes, I would agree. So, would um, agree. you know, so we have a lot of stuff going on now that's more... Um, what do you think? Talkable? <laughs> more talked about, more, yeah. you know. Exposed. Exposed. That's a good. Yeah, that's a brought good. to the top, brought to the surface. You know, I think there's, and it, this goes with that generational trauma, mm-hmm. um, you know, where that conflict within is not just something that just all of a sudden happened. You know, this is, you know, while we're in the womb of our mother and, you know, prior to, you know, there is a generational trauma that takes place that creates conflict before we're even born. Yeah. You know, and that that does subside. You know, you take a look at me, you know, with the alcoholism and the addiction, you know, um, you, genetics have proven that, you know, that there are certain things that are just passed along, yeah. you know. Um, circumstances change it um, as well. I was going to say science actually has proven also that that, that's, that that genetics do not play the major role in that. Yeah. That it's just there's, a very small piece that we ourselves can change. Correct. Change correct. our stars. As there are there so many you. aspects where, you know, environment has as much of a rule and, yeah. and our environment has changed a lot over yeah. the past several years yeah. um, where thought processes and feelings, you know, we just got done doing a wonderful trip down to you know down to the south in the land of the cotton Mm. you know and you know we we learned a lot we did we learned a lot we learned a lot on all our trips definitely you 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 talk about a dehumanization you know with the Natchez trail um and you know there's a lot of feeling and stories that go behind and you have to take a really close look at that as how that has impacted many people centuries later you know um you know you're talking about here we are 160 years a little less than 160 years since the abolition of of slavery but people are still impacted yeah this is something that you know you talk about us coming over you know when i say us the europeans Mm -hmm. uh coming over and taking the land from the native americans that 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 lived on this land beforehand and you know the impact is still there the conflict within for so many different people you know this is something that has not been resolved internally or externally yeah well i mean that is a good point and i think you know what i learned from this trip and you know i think my learning 
is, you know, can only go as far as my, my conscious mind, and, mm. you know, will allow. And I try to keep my mind as open as possible. And, you know, um, kind of similar to Brene Brown's, you know, realization, you know, of her feeling that she was kind of dehumanizing, you know, exactly what she thought was wrong and feeling conflicted in that way is kind of exactly how I had been feeling similarly myself, you know, like, wait a second. As soon as I start to feel that rigid in my thinking, I know I got to delve into some more research. I got to talk to people who don't think what I think, right? Why? Because I want to get a collective perspective. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that I change my thinking. What it does is it gives me the ability to extend empathy. Mm. Empathy and compassion to the people that don't see things the way I do. And that is what serves me, Tim. That is what serves me. I mean, that makes plenty of sense. You know, think about how you handle, and I, once again, and this does help with conflict. I was just about to say, I I see your growth when it (laughs) comes down to how you you. take a look at things. Yeah, it is the rigidity that really kicks you in the, you know, what? You know, because think about, you know, think about, you know, being pliable and think about being rigid. You know, and where the difference comes in, being pliable, you'll be able to bend and flow just as the proverb goes. You know, when you're in that river, you know, the more you try to fight the current, the the weaker you become, the more it beats you up. But the more you you bend and flow and are pliable and go along with with the river, the less impact on you as a person Absolutely. it's going to be and i totally understand that 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 once again that's such a huge word compassion compassion and not saying on any on on any you know specific level but it, you know compassion and and empathy and understanding yes. from all sides from all sides that's not giving right to say that i i agree with you and that's the way that it should have been done Absolutely not. What that's giving is it's giving a thought process and understanding of what each individual person was going through. So every person is a human. Yeah. So you take, you know, the dehumanizing is when you're so rigid in your thinking that that person, because they don't think like you, becomes less. Yeah. And that is what I don't want to participate in in my life. I feel that we all... We're brought here yeah. by a higher power. So yeah. we all have reason to be here equally, every single one of us. And every single one of our experiences are valid and necessary for me to think that my story, that my yeah. life mm-hmm. is any better than anyone else's is ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah. And it's also ridiculous to think that I am any less yeah. than anyone else. Yeah. You know, so... When I go out and I listen to people speak, I really listen. I really listen. And the, there's a lot of people that I don't. I don't have the same belief as the person. And I can yeah. kind of, I feel like there's some areas where maybe with their own growth or maybe if they talk to somebody else. And I try to give my perspective when I feel yeah. it's, it's you know, um, like a smooth, (laughs) you know, kind of where I can get it in, in a nice and compassionate way. I don't like to push my beliefs on people. Um, I don't think that that really, um, does anything. I don't. And I know Tim, that you'll probably remember, you know, within the past few years, me really feeling 
um, this way that I don't like to jump on any bandwagons yeah, for that reason, yeah, right? So absolutely. like I would never want to get on another bandwagon. No. I say that a lot because I think what happens is because of our really low collective emotional intelligence, the collective conscious having a very yeah. low low emotional intelligence, we jump on these bandwagons to get some power for ourselves. Yeah. You yeah. know, to feel accept, to feel all the external validation mm-hmm. that we don't give ourselves. Yeah. So you can it kind of and I say it's too, so huge, right? I mean, you I can so... tell a lot about a person yeah. by listening to their rigidity in yeah. thinking and their devaluing and dehumanization of other humans, and that can tell you a lot about that person's self esteem. It can tell you a lot about that person's um, ability to stay strong in self. Yeah, you know so. Yeah. When you can meet somebody and you can listen to them talk about their beliefs without dehumanizing anyone else, without belittling anyone else, that's when you know you have a yeah. person that has a lot more emotional you intelligence, know, in my opinion. 100%. I mean, it, it, that is a great, great statement and a great point. You know, when it comes down to the aspect of that's not saying to be passive or to let people walk all over you, but it's the fact of understanding, having compassion, and being able to say okay i can see where you're coming from because a lot of times when you get into that rigidity and proving your point yeah now it becomes an inciting situation yep and then the passions start to fly and you know the next thing you know you you're throwing jabs out you're throwing daggers you're you know now you're defending and now it just gets into talk about compounding trauma here's a simple conversation that could have just been a agree to disagree and now it turns into an all-out fight and when those survival techniques come in now you're hurling bricks yeah and you know what instead of being a conflict resolution turns into chaos Chaos. Pure chaos. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whatever the outcome is. You're walking away with cortisol being dumped. Yeah, it's not good for your bad, body. It's not good for anybody. Place. Exactly. And then now... Yeah. And now you're carrying that compounding trauma That forward. weight that comes on yeah. you that you have to continue And now you have to with. resolve that. Yeah, exactly. At some point. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be... Resol- and if you don't resolve your conflict, the conflict is going to resolve you, meaning that it's yeah. going to be expressed somewhere in your life because yeah. we're... Energy is always moving, you know? Yeah. So whether you express the energy in a positive way, whether you use conflict resolution as to be, you know, beautiful and healthy and, you know, choose to do what Tim and I do and really put a big emphasis on it, you know, um, make it a priority, work on it, work together for it, or you don't, it's going to come out somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like before you and I got together, you know, I had my moments of being passive, but I also had my moments of being passionate mm-hmm. where I would get into a heated discussion. And then in my head, I'm thinking to myself, it doesn't matter what I say to this person. I'm not going to see them again anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, but you wonder what? Every morning I wake up, I'm going to see myself in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, granted, I won't ever have to physically, you know, create a conflict resolution with this person because yeah. I might not see them again. 
But now I'm going to have to do this with myself. Yes. Because of how I handled the situation. And, and that's that, so in a big way, you know, this term that, you know, most of you probably have heard, the straw that breaks the camel's oh, back, yeah. right? Such a big term. When yeah. you think about that and you, and you equal and you put that into the conversation of conflict resolution, you can really get an understanding of what that means. Yeah. If you yeah. don't resolve your conflict, yeah. it's going to resolve you yeah this is something that you get to choose if you don't if you just keep passing on the conflict the straw that breaks the camel's back is coming it's coming for you (laughs) i feel one way or another i feel that that was a huge part of my breakdown you know because i had so many conflicts internally that i didn't resolve that i didn't you know get on top of and was an active part you know I, I figured oh, I'll just keep quiet. There's nothing nothing wrong. Nobody's getting hurt. Pack you know, it in that box deal- and close yeah. it away. Pack it exactly. in that box and close oh, it away. Boy, after a while, that box is like a pressure cooker and there's so yeah. much stuff inside of there and you can't put any more. You know, it's like the Grinch's sack coming down the, you know, the, yeah. the sleigh filled with all those toys. It's going to explode. And once it did, it was so disorganized in your mind that oh, it took you man. months and I would say over a year. Yeah. You know, a year, maybe even to the second uh, year before you were able to organize a lot better. Yeah. Now it's been three years, and I think you're. you're I'm going to say it was a good good two years of really trying to get a grasp of picking up all the pieces inside. Yeah. You know, because you have the compounding trauma of not completely not working through the conflict right now. Because you're so confused because of the unresolved conflict that happened decades ago. You know, when I was a teenager and I never dealt with it then and I was just passive. So now all of a sudden a trigger happens. All those memories come back up and now I'm a hurting little boy inside and I react and react just as I would if I was a 10 or a 12 year old with the little temper tantrum. And then now as a 47 year old, 48 year old, I have to have conflict resolution and try to heal not only the, the, the inner child wounds, but I have to live, live with the wounds that I've created yeah. with the reaction yep. rather than the response of, of dealing with a situation, calm, cool, collective, without going off into the deep end with emotions and feelings just because they were suppressed yeah. and not having compassion for you in you know in these situations what about for self do you feel like you had compassion for self oh absolutely not do you think that's where it starts i really truly feel and that's why i i say you know that being vulnerable with self and and really getting getting the the protective armor off is really where it begins because you're immediately going to go to the defensive when you know think about it you know you you have a, a cut or a burn on your hand you know, and as soon as it gets touched with something cold or water flowing, it hurts even more so. So now you want to wrap that up and cover it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But if we contend with the wound that's inside, yeah. we can try and heal that rather than, you know, tearing the skin off and having it stay as an open wound or yeah. an un- unprotected or unhealed wound. Yeah. And we want to survive and cover that up. But like we said, you know, the opposite of surviving is thriving. Yeah. And to thrive, you need to heal. Yeah. And it has to start, you know, 
as early as you possibly can so that you don't have to continually do the repairs now because that's that mode or or mindset that you're stuck in. You know, you get very defensive, you get rash, you know, where you rationalize situations, you know, and you you get into a an attack mode when it comes to any type of a conflict because you're it's that trigger that immediately somebody's stealing your toy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go back to that childhood thought process. Well, there's no doubt that it's easier to learn things the younger we are. Yeah. You know, the longer you go through, and this goes to that other old saying that almost probably everybody has heard too, that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, yeah. you know. But I don't agree with that. I think you can teach an old dog new tricks. It's just a lot harder. Yeah. And we know that now. You yeah, know, we know that now that like you can you teach old dogs new tricks. But about doing the work. Yeah, doing the work. So, you know, definitely, you know, to anybody out there listening that's younger, do it now, do it now. I mean, I really, I've said this from the beginning that I have a hope for the collective because of the younger generation. Um, I really feel like this generation, this younger generation um, underneath us, um, our children's generation, they're growing up in a world that... um, you know, the secrets of our parents, you and I's parents' generation, their grandparents' generation have kind of, you know, really pushed you and I's generation to the breaking point. Um, And and that's not to say that I'm looking around at my generation all proud at all, because that doesn't really, to me, I don't see the collective doing what you and I are doing. Um, And I think that's a big reason why I talk about what we're doing so much and why we decided to do this podcast is because it's it's needed in my opinion it's needed more um because i don't look around at the people that are in my generation and see uh, the validation of their children i don't see that i don't see my generation taking responsibility i see my generation kind of still walking in the footsteps of my parents and my grandparents generation which was you know everything's a secret and you know um therapy is for crazy people and you know i did the best i could my life was so much harder than yours yeah i see exactly what i don't think is appropriate but when i look down at the next generation when i look at the generation after me um i see them rising up and i am so proud I am yeah. so proud of that and I and I really really want to see you know that continue because that's the wave that's the wave that'll help our collective conscious yeah. you know because they're our grandchildren's generation um, has a chance. Yeah. Has I a think, chance in a different way. You know, the, the, the key words that I can pull away from this podcast are, you know, compassion, mm. um, self-love, mm. you know, self-love, self-care, you know. These vulnerability. Are, vulnerability. You know, these are those key things that really come out, that really stand out to being able to being open, to being authentic, and to have understanding of the people that we're dealing with, you know? Okay. So this was what I was thinking earlier on. And I just thought it again. So thank you for the reminder that I really wanted to say is I think it always starts with self. Right? Oh, absolutely. So yes. in point. all the podcasts that we've Good done point. and all the different areas that we've talked about, including today, which is conflict resolution. I think what it comes down to is that any thing that you're dealing with in your life, anything, it always starts with yeah. you. So 
give yourself a good dose of looking yourself in the mirror. <laughs> oh, man. And really swallow that truth pill because that is where you are going to get what you want. Yeah. Um, I really feel that everything, everything, everything in this life always comes back to self. Yeah. So what we want needs to be healed within. Yeah. So when we can be more strong in self and resolving our inner conflict, we are going to be better at being able to resolve that conflict with the people around us. Oh. You know, it comes down to when we can have compassion for self, we are going to have the compassion oh, to give to our partner and to the people we love. Yeah. When we can have self-love and mm-hmm. self-acceptance, we are going to be able to give that love and that acceptance to the people around us. So I really feel that that's a big, a big, big part it of it. Really, it really is. Because think about like what we had used the last podcast, you know, about taking that pause. You know, it's very hard when you're triggered, when you're agitated, when your cup is full to be able to take that pause by letting it begin with self, self-love, self-compassion, self-understanding, taking care of yourself, and then really getting an understanding of what your feelings are. Because I think what happens is a lot of times when a conflict comes up, when something starts to brew, we abandon self. And we get into a fight mode where mm. it's like, I'm going to protect and I'm yeah. going to stand up. Or the I, survival mode comes in and takes over correct. that protective part. And then you're no longer, you know, the authentic yeah. self. And then this goes back to the other aspect that, okay, I need to be able to work with the conflict inside of self first. Because the other person could be dealing with their own conflicts. And you yeah. don't necessarily know how bad yeah. their conflicts are. It, always, now, it comes turns into, yeah. always comes back to self. So, yeah. you know, in that, so the other word that I'm going to say is codependency. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. So really, yeah. you know, always focusing on your own stuff, your own self, and working it out within self is going to help every relationship that you have. Yeah. Every single relationship that you have. You know, always bring it back to self. As soon as you feel yourself blaming somebody else, just... Just stop. Just stop dead in your tracks and say, what is it that I can do to make my world better? Because it's never about the other person. It's always about what you are doing, what you allow, or what's inside of you that needs to be healed. That's that's wonderful. I think that's a great, great thought process. And I really it's it, it is an, an important part of being who we are and how we deal with the collective. Yeah, how we put our true, authentic self forth. Yeah. Find out our gift and give it away. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. So, all right, we're going to tie this one up. I think this was a great podcast. Yeah, I think it was a great... All right, so one funny thing that I want to say, Tim. Okay. Is that we just need to tell on ourselves. The entire time we talk, what do we do? Oh, hands left and right. <laughs> we're constantly, not at each other, yeah. not at each other. We're just, we both talk with our hands and it's so funny as we're, we're doing this podcast, my hands are flailing, Tim's hands are flailing, he's pointing over here, he's doing this, he's doing that. And I'm just thinking, man, we both talk with our hands. Yes, we do. <laughs> and I'm and, the only Italian one. It, yeah, exactly. I got zero. And that, it, that's a whole nother podcast about genetics. Must be but, you Swedish people talking yeah. with your hands. <laughs> 
And it's funny because we, you know, we talked about the last podcast about, you know, trying to be in a quiet environment, not, I mean, you know, we knock over water bottles. We, <laughs> we, you know, we got the phone stand and the, the, it's just so funny how we're like, oh my God, watch this and watch that, but the hands are flailing all the over the place. The hands are flailing. So far, we haven't had any major catastrophes. Nah, I'm waiting for one of us to poke the other <laughs> way in the eye by accident because we're not always looking at each other. We're thinking, we're looking. Sometimes we look at each other, but yeah, one of these days, my was me and my hair. Ow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear a quick, uh, we'll be right back after this break as we clean up the mess. Um, but uh, yes, no, I think this was a great podcast as well. I think yeah. it was uh, you know, right, a great All right, so what's follow-up. on next week? Oh, boy. <laughs> Man. I know we have so many on the show. We have, but... yeah, I think we have like 60 on the back burner as to what we're going we're gonna to come up with. But I think we're, we're just going to continue building, you know, um, inner child, uh, conflict resolution. You know, maybe we'll get into um, regulating the nervous system so that when we contend with conflict, that immediately we take a look at our nervous system. Are we in you know, a regulated state or we dysregulated. We did one uh, introduction to the nervous system, always intending to do a follow-up because yeah. there was just so much to do. So maybe that's what we'll do next week. But the other thing I want to say is one of my cousins had said, had asked if maybe we could do one on travel, you know, on yeah. our travel and what we learn on travel. I know we touch on it here and there. We always say yeah. we're going to try to do one on travel, yeah. but um, we do learn so much when we travel. Man, we I, just finished the thirty-second state. Yeah, um, and it was just you know it was just it, every single trip that we do take is just so eye-opening. I yeah. mean, we really go out there. We spend a lot of time in nature, but we talk to the local people as yep. much as we can. Um, whether it be when we go to the little cafes, we find little, you know, mom and pop cafes, or if it's on the trails or, you know, wherever it is that we happen to be, um, we always try to talk to the people and we stand out when we're from New York too. I have to say as soon as Tim opens his mouth, where are you from? Where are you from? And I say, please just don't say be quiet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't draw any attention. Yes, because I can very easily fit right in. One yeah. of my superpowers is to be able to pick up the the dialect and immediately just right and I could just fit yeah. in like yeah. that little chameleon. But uh Tim has this way of no, he's Timmy from nah. New York. That's great. You got the introvert who can pick up the language easy, and then you got the extrovert that's from New York. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I guess you guys are going to have to stay tuned and uh, see what we're yeah. going to be uh, talking about and next week. Thank you for being part of our travels and and um, part of our healing and our podcast and listening to us each week. Um, you know, we, we got the feedback from Anchor and... Spotify. From Spotify, Spotify wrapped, yeah. um, and I'll tell you, it was a you know a great a great feeling to be able to know that you know we're reaching a good environment of people, yeah. you know, a broad environment yeah. um, internationally, and it, it's a lot of fun, and it feels good to be part of the collective. And hopefully, you know, once again, we have the questions after each podcast. Feel free to chime in and put any feedback in, um, and you know, if we've helped, if we haven't helped, or if you have any any feedback yeah any questions or definitely if you have any interest in any upcoming podcasts let us know um all right so we're wrapping this one up and we'll see you next week yeah until next week have a good one thank you for joining us and jen and i look forward to sharing more of our healing journey with you